unto the Lord. I said, excellent unto the Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, daughter. Thank you, baby. Thank you, baby. Thank you, baby. Increase. He's a big God. He loves big things. <laughs> Increase my territory. Give us more, Lord. Give us more. Come with us now to our lectionary reading of from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 21. Thank those of you who were here last Sunday. It's a busy Sunday, I understand. The preacher was wonderful, so I thank you for being here. Amen. Amen. As you're able, stand for the reading of God's holy word. Luke chapter 21, verses 5 through 19. Reading from the English Standard Version, which I recommend to all of us. Listen now for the word of the Lord. And while some were speaking of the temple, how it was adorned with noble stones and offerings, he said, Jesus said, as for these things that you see, the days will come when there will not be left here one stone upon another that will not be thrown down. And they asked him, teacher, when will these things be and what will be the sign when these things are about to take place? And Jesus said, see that you are not led astray. For many will come in my name saying, I am he. And the time is at hand. Do not go after them. And when you hear of wars and tumults, do not be terrified. For these things must first take place. But the end will not be at once. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against a nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes and in various places, famines and pestilences. And, and there will be terrors and great signs from heaven. But, but before all this, they will lay their hands on you and persecute you delivering you up to the synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors for my name's sake. This will be your opportunity, however. This will be your opportunity to bear witness. So settle it, therefore, in your minds, not to meditate beforehand how to answer. For I will give you a mouth and wisdom which none of your adversaries will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be delivered up even by parents and brothers and relatives and friends. And some of you, they will put to death. Heart attack, stroke, stress. You will be hated by all for my name's sake. But, but, but. not 
my hair. Don't mess with God's children now. Not a hair on our head <laughs> will perish by your endurance. Endurance, you will gain your lives. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Won't you pray with me now? Merciful God, as I stand before your children, anoint me now to deliver your word. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord. For you are my strength, and you are my redeemer. In the mighty name of Jesus the Christ, I pray it. Let the church say amen. 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 Smile at someone this morning. Amen, amen. Now look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. Pay attention to the times. Neighbor, pay attention to the times. this morning we find Jesus and the people who hung out with him in the temple where he preached every week and they were looking at the magnificent temple the building that had been made in God's honor as the image of God living among his people. God had even told them how to build the temple and what to put in it. There was no other building anywhere in Jerusalem more beautiful than the temple with its stones and its columns of marble and the best wood that you could find and the curtains made of the finest material. They were in awe of what they could see with their eyes of this beautiful house of God called the temple. But as they were looking at the temple, God's house, Jesus said, now this is an opportunity to teach. He was always taking an opportunity to teach the people as he's doing with us today. And so Jesus says in verse 6, As for these things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another. 
all will be thrown down. Now this temple was not just beautiful, but it was massive. There is nothing new under the sun from the word. The mega church today was in the Bible from the beginning. It was massive. The temple held 400,000 people. The temple in Jerusalem. Nearly a half million people would show up for church. And when the people heard what Jesus said, they became real nervous. They became nervous. In verse 7, they asked him, teacher, teacher, teacher. Now, wait a minute. What are you talking about? When will this be and what will be the sign that this is to take place? In other words, Jesus, can you give us some warning? You know, they knew Jesus was talking about the end of time. And so the people said, Jesus, give us some idea of when the end is going to come. Give us some idea of the day and the hour. Give us some idea of the signs to look for that will tell us that the end of time is coming. But we know the scripture says that not even Jesus knows the day or the hour. Not even Jesus, only God, the Father, knows the day and the hour. However, Jesus, he knew the signs. And today we ought to know the signs because he's going to inform us in this scripture about the signs because as Christians, we ought to know what's going on. Somebody say, know what's going on. Jesus will tell us what's going on, what's going on. Now, so, so he said, the signs of the end time, I will inform my own disciples. Look at your neighbor say, listen up now. So Jesus began to give them a heads up on the process. The signs of the end time, he said, looks like this, he says. First, he warns them to be careful who they listen to. I said he warns them to be careful who they listen to. I'm at the place now where I don't listen to anybody who doesn't know the word. <laughs> And those who know it better than me, I listen to the most. Be careful who you listen to. Verse 8 says, and he said, beware that you are not led astray. Don't be no Jim Jones now. Don't be trying all that. The videos in Texas, don't, just don't follow anybody. Be talking about they Jesus, somebody help me up in here. Beware that you are not led astray, for many will come in my name and say, I am Jesus. And crazy people believe that. Do you understand how many people follow people who say they're Jesus? One, they don't look like Jesus. Anyway, and the time is near. He said, but... Don't go after them. What he's telling us is to stop obsessing over things that don't matter. People going to do it. It's going to happen. It's going to be some people out there who are false prophets who are going to say stuff. That's okay. Let them talk about what they talk about. Because we got a job to do too. He said, don't go after them. It's simple. 
whoever is not speaking from the word of God, do not listen to them. Somebody say amen. 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 So, so just let me, me tell you. Listen. He said, I'm telling you the other signs. He says, when you hear of wars and insurrections, don't be terrified, Christians. I'm telling you it's going to happen. My word says it's going to happen. Don't act like, oh, do you see what's going on? We already know. We ought to say, yeah, the word of God already told me that it's going to happen. There's nothing we can do about it. It's going to happen. For these things, they must happen first. That's what he said. They must happen. What's going on in the world today has nothing to do with how bad we were or how good we are. They have to happen. But the end will not follow, he says, immediately. Don't care how things are looking, how bad they are. All the signs might be here. But the end, Jesus says, will not follow immediately. And then for us not to be surprised. He said, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes in various places, famines and plagues. And there will be dreadful warnings and great signs from heaven. We talk about the weather all the time. How it's so different today. Great signs from heaven, Jesus says. But... Before all of this occurs, before all of this occurs, you the ones going to be in trouble. That is, if you really are Christian, and there's enough evidence to convict you of being a Christian, then you're going to be in trouble. Before all of this occurs, he says, they're going to arrest you and persecute you. They're going to hand you over to synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors because of my name. If you're a real Christian, you're going to find some trouble because the enemy wants Christians. Now, if you're not a real Christian, that's a whole other story. But for those of us who proclaim that we love God, we can expect some trouble from the devil. Somebody say amen. Just because we love Jesus, they'll hate you because you believe in me. Oh, glory to God. Gone hate. Gone hate. Listen up, listen up. Beloved, it's easy for us to see the signs in the weather and in wars and rumors of wars. But, you know, it's not so easy for us to get a grasp of how the end times affect our own personal lives as Christians. Because, really, Christians have become a little wimpy about suffering. Our children today are having a problem with suffering. In this world, you will have trouble. But be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. No matter what we're going through, we ought to know it's a part of life. Stop letting it get the best of us. Stop letting it make us sick. Stop holding on to it. He's telling us it's going to happen, but he's also telling us, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's going to happen to them. It's not going to happen to us. Somebody help me up in here. Somebody help me. Therefore, Jesus wants us to be prepared. Prepared for the part that we must play in these last days. 
Look at your neighbor and say, be tough, Christian. So that we will be able to, to endure, Jesus just informing us of what is going to happen, what is happening today. He's telling us for our behalf, during our suffering, during our times of distress, during our tribulation, Jesus says, all of this turmoil is going on and you don't know how to respond to the cray-cray. Your blood pressure done gone up. You depressed. You anxious. You fearful. I'm telling you, child of God, Jesus says it's going to happen. What's the big deal? He already warning us. It's going to happen. The world is going to go insane. But he said, I want you now. I want you to be different than the rest of the world. Jesus says, as all of this turmoil is going on and you don't know how to respond, I want you to make up in your mind your soul is your mind and your thoughts. You have to change your mind. You have to put your mind on the right thing. You, you have to think it for it to happen. You have to believe it for it to materialize. You have to know it for it to manifest in your mind, your soul. And so Jesus says, make up your minds not to prepare your defense in advance. Have you ever thought, I'm going to tell them off today? You didn't practice what you're going to say when you get to work. You can't wait for them to show up because you didn't practice what you're going to say. Somebody say amen. Oh, yeah, we all have done that. Yeah. And then the meeting come and that person homesick. Have you ever? Say, I'm telling you, Christian, stop tripping. Look at your neighbor, say, stop tripping. <laughs> yes, don't worry about it. Because that's what I'm going to do. Whenever you do see them, I'm going to give you some words and some wisdom that is going to blow their mind. I remember being on an airplane one time, going to home from Dallas to, to Lubbock, and it's real windy in, in West Texas, real windy. And the plane was just going crazy. And I was sitting on the aisle, then there was an empty seat, then there was another man on the other side. He had a book, he never looked at me, he didn't say nothing to me, and he just happened to be a white man. And there I was, I'm going, this plane is gonna go down, and I'm just, hah, hah. so what I did was, what I did was, I'm thinking of what I'm gonna do. I know he don't want to save me or nothing like that. But then God said, grab him! I'll tell you what to do, grab him!
Listen, Jesus is saying to us in the world, he said, the world is falling apart, children. And we are not to get caught up in it too. God will empower us by taking what the devil meant for evil and turn it into good. Give the Lord a hand praise. So during these evil times, these scary times, these crazy times, these times of suffering and pain, God is going to give us an opportunity. See, we ought to be, you know, because one, we know it and it's going to happen anyway. Because God had told us what's going to happen, so we're not surprised. And so, before we go under, we need to understand we need to stay on top. Because this is a grand opportunity for the church. Do you know that people need the church today so bad? That's a grand opportunity for us to go witness and talk and testify about what the Lord has done for us. In the midst of all of this, you, child of God, are going to testify. But everybody else found the part going crazy. You're going to testify. In the doctor's office, you're going to testify. On your job, you're going to testify. At the bus stop, you're going to testify. Young people in your schools with young people who don't even know God, you're going to testify. I'll never forget the young girl some years ago where the shooter asked her, are you a Christian? And she said, yes, I'm a Christian. And he killed her. Can't you glory in where that child is today? Can't you glory in what God is doing for that baby today? Because you know we don't die. I don't know why people go crazy when somebody dies. We don't die. Look at your name and say, we don't die. If you're a Christian, you don't die. Oh, morning and all. They're having so much fun and y'all crying and going crazy. They wouldn't trade places with you for nothing. Good Lord of mine. We are not to worry about what's happening or going to happen because the promise is that we will be able to handle anything because Jesus is on our side. We can handle even death because Jesus is on our side. Somebody say amen. I know it's the truth. And so here, here's the scoop, he said. In times like these, people are looking at us waiting to hear what we are going to say. Because facing our persecutions and, and our troubles and our cares, we ought to act different from the rest of the world. <laughs> Listen, we, we know what's up. We know bad things gonna happen. This is the world, this ain't heaven. We know we're going to have to suffer. Jesus suffered. We want to be better than Jesus himself. Because when we Christians find ourselves facing our persecutors and our trouble and our cares, we ought to act different. Listen, we know what. We should just open our mouths and start testifying. We just need to start pulling out the word of God. Because Jesus will bring to our remembrance, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I fear no evil 
for God is with me. Jesus is the center of my joy. You know, the thing you talk about is what's going to take you over. Donald Trump is not the center of my joy. So I rarely call his name. Y'all call people's name before you call the name of Jesus. Good God, my And the people say, how can you be so calm? Don't you know what's happening? Yeah, I know. But this joy I have, Ooh, the world didn't give it to me. And the world can't take it. Away. Listen to me. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. That's all I got to say. Have a nice day. Beloved, during these last days of trouble we go through will be an opportunity for us to testify. You ought to just tell folk. Honey, I've learned how to, how to shout broke. I know how to rejoice unhappy. <laughs> I know how to get up out of bed when I'm weak. I know how to go on when I'm tired. I know how to keep trying when I fail. And how to keep the faith in a fight. Has your faith ever been in a fight? Here come doubt. Oh, I got to fight down with my faith. <laughs> Has your faith ever been in a fight? We are called to be fighting on the Lord's side. We are soldiers in the army of the Lord. And then, beloved, just when we stop testifying to the word and we feeling real good about our victory in Jesus, here Jesus comes with some more predictions. Oh, Lord, some more predictions. Jesus, Jesus. Verse 16 says, you will be betrayed even by family and friends. I hear so much today from young people about how their family not there. Well, it's just a sign of the time. Family ain't there. Family's all messed up today. People want their mama to act like a mama. She can't act like no mama. One, she ain't old enough. She didn't have no mama either. A whole different time. You cannot believe that the people you fed and loved and took care of that live in your house gave them money when they didn't have no money will turn on you. But listen what it says. You will be betrayed. It means they'll talk about you. They'll ignore you. They won't call you. They don't care about you. Even by family and friends. He says, and they, family and friends, some of them will put you to death. Why are you letting people kill you, boo? Teach, Pastor. I ain't going to let you kill me now. I don't care who you are. I am not going to let you stress me out. I've been there, so I ain't doing that no more. Blood pressure high, I ain't going to let you do that. I ain't going to give you that kind of power over my life. Yes. Yes. 
You didn't bring me here, and you can't kill me. So go on that crazy. I don't care. Stand at the door and cry. You cannot come in. You go to jail. Well, ooh, wait, somebody said it. Don't call me. <laughs> ooh, that's cold right there. <laughs> Lord, I done had too many people call me from jail, so I can't say nothing. Because I get up and go to the jail house, do what I can for the people. Oh, Lord. Don't worry me with your stuff. You made the decision to shoot up. You made the decision to marry her. You made the decision to marry him. You made the decision to move all across the country and didn't have no money. You made the decision. Don't come to me with that. I got my own life to live. I got things to do for the Lord. And you are not more to me than God. You're not today. Family and friends are so evil today, they will kill you and come to your funeral. <laughs> Go get a new black dress. I know what I'm talking about. Churches try to do the same thing to pastors. It's a shame. Try to kill you. I made up my mind when God told me when I was dying, he said, you know what? Them same people that talk about loving you so much, them same people, they gonna get a new black dress to come to your funeral. Talk about what a great pastor you were, how you always took care of them, how you loved them. And then the next two years, they gonna say, you know Dr. Waters, who is she? That tall, light-skinned one? Yeah, I know her. Look at your neighbor, say, pay attention. <laughs> now that's deep. <laughs> but it's the truth. And finally, the word of God says this. You will be hated. Stop being so sensitive. Stop caring if people like you or not. I'm so used to that as a pastor, I don't even care. I like me. God like me, me and God, that's a majority. You the one got the answer. He said, I'll bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. You the one got the answer. And he says he'll kill me double time if I don't do what he's told me to do. You will be hated by people because you are a Christian. That's why some of y'all are not a Christian. You just say it, but you're really not.
For one, you're not tough enough to be no Christian. Want to be liked by everybody. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I remember some people at Crossroads. Crossroads showed up last Sunday. I pastored them 20 years. I'll always be in their memory as a pastor. 20 years. You have to stay 20 more to be pastor. And there were some who said, <laughs> that's some crossroads, but there were some who said, I'll be back when she leave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They was dead when I left. <laughs> Jesus is, is telling us what to expect if we are Christians. Oh, glory, you can't be 90 and talking about you're going to be gone. No, you ain't got that much living to do. I was there 20 years. Jesus is telling us what to expect if we're Christians. The word of God informs us that we can expect persecution. Don't be sensitive. Look at your neighbor and say, don't be sensitive. If they don't like you, tell them if they don't like you. It's okay. Good Lord, mercy. Hallelujah. However, we don't need to dwell on the persecution, betrayal, or hatred. Don't dwell on that. Don't, don't just don't even dwell on it. Don't even give people that kind of power over you that you even care. Move on. We need to dwell on the promises of God and endure our suffering with strength and assurance. He might not come when you want him, but he always comes on time. That's hope. When you have hope, you don't kill yourself. When you have hope, you don't let anything take you down because he's coming on time. Jesus says, not a hair of our head will perish. I don't care what kind of head it is, it ain't going to perish. God. He's a good God. He can bless anything, anyway. If you bother this, your hand. And he's going to protect the hair on the wig and the head. Because he's that kind of God. He's that kind of God. He's that kind of God. That kind of God. He'll fix you up every time. You need to be taller, get you some high heels. You need more hair? Go buy you some. Skin all messed up? Go get you some makeup. God is a good God. Listen here. No weapon. You wasting your time. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. No weapon formed against you shall God, whatever somebody sent to me, if it was evil, come on, come on. Turn it back to them. That means no matter what you're going through, that means if God is for me, who can be against me? That means what the devil meant for evil, God would turn it into good. It means just what it says. No hair on my head will perish. 
And so with all hell breaking loose all over the world and in the church, all we need to do, beloved child of God, is in times like these, endure. Endure. Sometimes you got to encourage yourself. Stop talking about they don't come and they don't care about you. Don't care. Encourage yourself. Pick up God's word. He'll encourage you. Endurance saves our souls. Bible says, verse 19, but your endurance will, will gain your souls. What will it profit a person to gain the whole world and lose your soul? What does it profit you to have all this stuff and then go to hell? I might be by myself, but I'm going to endure to the end. I want to see what the end going to be. With the word of God, I have a race to run. Got time to be playing with nobody. I, I, got, I got a battle to fight. I have a crown to win. I have a God to glorify. And so I'm going to stand. What do you do? you can. And it seems like it's never enough. What do you say when your friends turn away and you're all alone? I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes God will send people away from you because he wants you with him by yourself. You don't know him until it's just you and him. Oh, good God Almighty. I said, God taught me that lesson early. My mother passed, my daddy passed. Wasn't that close to a lot of family. <laughs> so many times it was just me and him. He's more than enough. Tell me, what do you give? When you've given your all. And it seems like you can't make it through. Have you been there? Have you been there? You been there? Well, I'm going to tell you what you do. You just, you just stand. You just stand. You just stand and watch the Lord see you through. Yes. After you've done all that you can. Stop worrying about it. After you've done all that you can. Stop obsessing over it. After you've done all 
next you can. Jesus. 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 You just stand. Give the Lord a hand praise. When you've done all you can And it seems like it's never enough <laughs> And what do you say When your friends turn away You're all alone All alone We've all been there, we've all been there Tell me what do you give Your heart has been broken and fear. 